0: Hey, what's up, Geekscapists? Welcome to a brand new Geekscape episode. This one, I'm sitting back down with Ian Kerner to talk about X-Men Days of Future Past. That's obviously the big movie that, for us geeks that came out this weekend. And uh, we have a lot to say about it, so you, if you haven't seen the movie, we're going to spoil the heck out of it. I, I, I suggest go out, see the movie, and then come back and listen to this episode because we're basically going to... Uh, we're basically going to spoil the hell out of it and tell you everything you want to or don't want to know about the movie, um, especially our opinions of it. Um, and uh, just to get you guys uh, started, Ian, you and I did not talk after the movie.
1: No, we saw it together. We, we saw it talk. together,
0: but we did not talk about it. Did you enjoy the film? I enjoyed the film.
1: So it's a nice way to start. Yeah. But let me say this. You know, yeah, I was really, it. really looking forward to this film. So much so that I, I sat down and I re-watched all the X-Men movies on Blu-ray. Including x and, and, and no, X3 X3 listen, hear and me, Hear me out, hear me out. Yeah. And here's the thing. Loved the first two, um, had seen them multiple times, had never watched them on Blu-ray, because all of them since, to varying degrees, had disappointed me. Mm-hmm. Every movie after X2, I had only seen them one time in the theater. Oh, wow. Okay, which is kind of a big deal for me. I guess that's true NFL.
0: for me, too, except First Class, which I have on Blu-ray. And well, I, and so I, like first so I Class.
1: had them all on Blu-ray. I literally opened every single one of those Blu-rays and watched them this week. Mm-hmm. Um, X-Men still, you know, it holds up mostly. I mean, it's from 2000, you know. Uh, obviously, there have been a lot bigger films since then. But, you know, I still remember the, the sense of wonder and to see those characters pop up on screen. You know, the hokiness of the mutant make machine doesn't bother me as much. Um, I, I have to say, overall, that I'm really glad I did what I did. Because this movie... Brings it all together. Yeah. It really does. um, It really pays a lot of tribute to what came before. The good and the
0: bad. Yeah, the good and the bad. um, Basically, the plot of the movie, obviously, is Wolverine getting sent back into his earlier body, which is on the same timeline as First Class, in order to stop the Sentinels from being created in a way that they adapt uh, Mystique's powers and can then be uh, basically mutant hunting machines that have uh, complete what would you say, uh, defenses and, uh, against mutants, which is great because the, the movie opens well, the, and you just see like... They the all adapt. They it, all it's adapt, the Nimrod right. Sentinel. It's the Nimrod Sentinel. And you just see like... The, the, the movie opens just hardcore and you just see X-Men just getting killed I, left and right. I,
1: I'm first, let, 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 let's start off talking about the future. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. So, you know, I, I often talk to people whenever first class comes up in conversation and I always talk about my reaction because... I think I wanted to like that movie so much that I came up going, yeah, it wasn't that bad. And then I actually sat down on the couch with you and we reviewed it. And after a few minutes of talking, you looked at me and you went, Ian, are you sure you like this movie? Yeah, because you, It sounds you sure? like you hated it. Yeah. And that always stays with me. And I got to tell you, so I'd seen it the one time, watched it again. I hated it Whoa, the Whoa, the second time you saw uh, it. And normally I'm wow. the other way. Normally whatever I didn't like stays with me. I, I'm going to tell you why. Watching them all together, there's just not much iconic About the other characters in that movie.
0: The other X-Men? Yeah, you only give a shit about Magneto Xavier and
1: Mystique. Right. You know, everyone else, everyone that's new in that movie, just doesn't hold up.
0: Including Beast, who's
1: a big part of this one? Beast is better, but in that movie, I didn't even like Beast that much. I liked him better in this one.
0: Yeah, and in that movie, Beast
1: really is only in like the second half of the movie, and he's only in there for a little bit. Um, He's much better in this movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Um but yeah that that was my big issue uh with first class so watching it again. I just you know, great, they trained for a week and then they're working together and it just it just didn't didn't really go through that that well to me but so so I, I'm feeling like'm I'm, I'm going to jump in, into more days of future past, but I want to start in the beginning because here's the thing for me. you know, I refer to first class because right away in the beginning of days of future past, even though most of the X-Men you're seeing in the future are not X-Men we've seen before. Right. And yet, I gave a shit. You know, I loved... They, they were I iconic X-Men. X-Men. Mm-hmm. They were X-Men that, you know, we really wanted to see and they were done well. Well, I okay? mean, they're, they're ground seeing by... Seeing Bishop, seeing Sunspot, Blink was awesome. More Colossus right. was great. You know? I mean, obviously, Kitty Pride and Iceman. It's finally the Iceman we always wanted to see. Mm-hmm. You know? You, you got like barely a minute of that in X3 as bad as that movie is at least he iced up but this was awesome right away in the beginning it's like I mean you know I'm sort of reminded what I said about Man of Steel in the beginning of that like yeah, I wanted a whole movie of that right you know
0: that being said uh, when did Kitty get those powers?
1: well so, so so that's my biggest issue with the movie right so Kitty you know, has but, these powers well, well, where, well, let, well let me let me explain well no, no but break it down better because let's talk about the original comic for a second okay Okay, the original comic that this movie is based on, X-Men Days of Future Past, is a two-parter. It was issues 141 and 142 by Chris Claremont and John Byrne. In it, it's pretty much a very similar future, except they're actually in concentration camps, because it's a little bit more on the nose. Um, And they introduce Rachel Gray, who's Rachel Summers. There's a bit of a weirdness, because this is only a few issues after Jean Gray died as Dark Phoenix. But when Claremont originally scripted that, she wasn't supposed to die there. So the idea was that Rachel was the daughter of Jean and Scott. Then Jim Shooter decided, oh, she destroyed the Broccoli people, she has to die. So These issues were already written and going to press and they were like, whatever. Claremont kept it. You know, even though Jean was now dead, didn't bother at the time explaining how she's their daughter, but regardless. So Rachel Gray's a very powerful telepath, but you know, Xavier is a telepath that really only exhibits telepathy. A lot of people, a lot of characters in this world we've seen usually have more than one psionic-based power. So, Rachel Gray, telepathy, telekinesis, and seemingly what we see in, in this storyline is she has an ability to throw someone's consciousness back in time to their younger body. So, in the movie, for some reason, Kitty Pride, who has, has always had intangibility powers, Seems to be having the ability to do that. Now, I wasn't clear. Was there something on her hands? Is she using a device? No, it looked like her power. It, that's what it seemed like. Clearly, yeah. she's the only one that could do it. Right. So, so, so that's my biggest complaint with the movie. What the hell is that? Where did that come from?
0: And you can't send Charles back, even though he's the most powerful telepath, because it'll rack your body. Right. And, you know, if something traumatic happens to you in the past, it might rupture you back into the present, and then... Right.
1: Was, I felt yeah. like, and this is weird, but I almost felt like they were trying to say, like, some of her ability towards intangibility was, like, making someone's consciousness intangible and shifting it back. I was confused about it the entire time. I, I, it, it didn't make... Honestly, the only reason why it, it, it rang true even remotely to me is, visually, it was exactly like the comic of Rachel, mm-hmm. her hands on the person doing it.
0: Right. So why not just have a Rachel Grey in the future?
1: Right. Right. Or anyone. I mean, if it's a psionic thing, you know, even have Xavier do it other than the plot line of, right. you know, so yeah, I, I found that very odd. Um, was it awesome? I loved the movie. Probably, maybe my only complaint was that.
0: Um, I have a few small ones.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, they'll but be quibbles. they'll but, be
0: quibbles. Well, I don't know. The, the, the middle 40 minutes of the movie, is, yeah. I think, is dull. Like, after you get the... After Quicksilver leaves, and Quicksilver is like a huge... Quicksilver, Quicksilver is, is awesome. And, and don't we feel sheepish for complaining about his outfit back when we saw this Yeah, film. it was great. Cause, the, the, cause the you know, it was timely. The Quicksilver, the Quicksilver moment was awesome. The Quicksilver well, 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 moment, moment with this. the music well, where he's well, running around is the best scene in the movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. When, when, when you, you brought up the outfit, you know, when we saw the outfit, we didn't know when he was going to be. We assumed well, it was going to be Quicksilver in the future. No. We didn't really know. Really? I just didn't know. I didn't know what to think.
0: No, I mean you know it was '70s Probably. Quicksilver because by the time yeah. you actually saw the outfit, as people who are addicted to the internet have already seen the ma- what, like the maximum of how, like household, we already knew that Quicksilver was going to be in the '70s. It, I avoided
1: what I could. Yeah, I was
0: so. I was really into the Quicksilver stuff. Um, once Quicksilver leaves, and you really start getting into the plot line of Mystique and Trask and the assassination that and, scene, in and they Paris. actually do
1: the nod. To Quicksilver being Magneto. It was son. great. They, they, yeah. they don't fly out, say it. They just. But apply he says,
0: it. "My mom used to know
1: somebody who could move metal." Yeah,
0: and and then you get her reaction later when right. Magneto's She's moving. Right. She's like, "Uh, yeah." And it's great, but um, but once, here's the thing: Magneto's like loyalties in in his whole motivation is so unclear. Yeah, it's a little bit it all It bogs over the, place the entire movie down. It, it does in, be- in, in that well, section.
1: Well, 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 again, let me say because I started saying in the review that the idea was that. In the future, it's the X Men. Sure. It's everything you want in an X Men movie. It's a bunch of X Men kicking ass and working together. Right. And it doesn't the interplay matter if between Blink and, and everybody, everybody right. is fucking perfect. Right. I mean, and that's the thing. Even, you know, we saw it a bit. I mean, honestly, one of the only things that's actually decent about X3 is there's some of that. Right. I mean, there's a lot wrong with X3. I'll tell you, watching all the movies together, what's more frustrating about X3, and you, I almost got excited for it after one, after two, because at least thematically, it's seemingly going forward. X3's trying hard. Right. It just, you know, it, it fails. I mean, blame Brett Ratner, blame script, blame timing because Fox had to get it done. Mm-hmm. You know, we've discussed it before. James Marsden and Anna Packer weren't really available. Um, it pays the themes forward and, and, and does a lot of stuff. It, br- it does bring the X Men together, you know? They are X-Men ri- united? Yeah, even though that's the second movie's title. Yeah, 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 but yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of decent, you know, fighting stuff and all that, and that's what you want in X Men movie. That's the, they tried to do that in First Class and them training them their powers for less than a week, they don't, you know, they don't work that well together, and you don't really care. It's just not the same. So, but but this movie with, with the X Men in the future, they work so well together, and that's the problem in the past is you don't have that kind of stuff.
0: Well, going back to what I was saying. Um, when Magneto starts, like, trying to kill Mystique, and then all of a sudden he's trying to kill someone else. Right. And then all of a sudden he's trying to integrate the Sentinels, but he doesn't use the Sentinels the way you'd want them to. I mean, it's just completely murky. The the,
1: the problem is, is we have this whole thing about them going back and that Wolverine has to get them together. And right away, we get to Charles in the past, and the conversation is what Magneto and what he's doing. Sure. You definitely understand why Charles is upset. Then we have this whole thing, he's caught, and it's, how's this for murky? He's caught, supposedly he, he assassinated Kennedy. Later we find out actually he was, he trying, was trying to, to save, save Kennedy, Kennedy because, because Kennedy, was Kennedy was a mutant. mutant. We got it. And yet, at some point did that come out? Because if, if the world at large, if people think that he killed Kennedy, how is it ever possible even later? I mean... Seriously, first of all, wouldn't you have executed him? Well, yes. Okay. And then then when they capture him later, again, what about the rest of it?
0: Yeah. Uh, You already have glass and plastic guns. Right. You'd have executed him. Right. Um, And he even says it. He says, if they catch me now, at the end, he goes, if you let them have me, Charles, they're going to kill me. Um, That being said, uh, it does bog down the middle of the movie. And you're sitting there and you're kind of watching Wolverine and Charles and... You you know you see what what Magneto's doing, but it's kind of like all right. Uh, so he's taking control of the Sentinels. We get it. Um, he doesn't quite use them the way that
1: you'd expect them to use them if right. he has complete absolute control of them. Uh, well, yeah, it's sort of like instead of it just being about because he puts all the metal on them. So now you think okay, he can just make them move, and you know, then he it, can just, it just becomes them at that right, and then it just becomes they just obey his commands. Right. That doesn't make any sense. No, I mean... He, he didn't could. do anything to their AI. I mean, at one point he says, oh, okay, l- l- you know, do your normal programming.
0: Well, oh, he, okay, he, I'll go he, kill you. Well, humans. he was looking at all their programming through the shot glass <laughs> uh, yeah. projected on the wall. That stuff is murky, and, and that's the kind of stuff that took me out of the movie. The movie kicks back in when you do have that scene with the White House at the end of the movie, and right. that, that's the stuff that is awesome. That being said... It felt small because it didn't involve a whole tapestry of X-Men that right. we were promised by the ad campaign of this film. That, yeah. Remember how big the ad campaign is where you basically see every X-Men who's ever been on film except Nightcrawler in this movie? And then at the end, you're really just involved with Beast, Magneto,
1: Mystique, right. well, and no, I, Charles. Wolverine's for, for been thrown into the soup. All the future scenes, and this includes right. the epilogue yes i absolutely love yeah the epilogue's great and and after watching first class again i went into this movie a little worried about the scenes in the past well did they disappoint you I, i've said
0: that they were slow are they enjoyable
1: the, yeah they're I think, enjoyable I and they're that's me. Totally they, they and, and, and i'll tell you what they did right i hate to say is they got rid of all those other characters
0: you don't think it would have been cool to see some of them still involved in that white house scene at the end
1: no, I didn't need him at all. After right. wa- after watching first class again, I was like they're boring. <laughs> you know. So even even the scene where Mystique goes to Vietnam and, and rescues Havoc and Toad and those guys, like, that, like that, the the moment with Havoc was decent. I, I'm still confused. I, I feel like at this point, Havoc's supposed to be Psycop's father, not his brother. Right. You know. He's that much older. Right. He's that much older. He's in it. Scott's in it in the future. You know. Yeah. It's 1973. He's been in the war. He's gone off. He's safe. You know. You know. 30 years later, there's an adult Cyclops, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: No, I, I uh, the final thing on that statement about the middle 40, 30 minutes of the movie is, if the performers weren't so good, I think it would have been tough. That's fair. The, now, but, now, now, but, let, but, let me say
1: something about that. I but want to the talk performers talk about are fucking awesome. Let's talk about Mystique for a second. Um, before I go on a total loving Jennifer Lawrence kick, right. I just want to... Speak from from the meta perspective of she has blown up to be such a big star. She already was going into first class. Yeah. But obviously Hunger Games, you know, has really blown up since then, you know, because Hunger Games was after first right. class. Um, the movie, the script is, I, I can't imagine that the, this wouldn't have been what they might have done anyway. But it, it's actually a it's great, you know, synchronization where they have that that fact that she's so big and that Mystique be so central to this movie actually makes some sense. Mm-hmm. Okay? It's just, you know, it, it's really that, that that perfect timing. Right. You know, because she's that big but more importantly now to get performances, she's that good. Yeah. I mean, you didn't, you don't see it in the first movie. In this movie, she's fully doing everything Rebecca Romaine did in the, in, you know, X one through three. You know, it's, Obviously, some of it's the CGI stuff of having it move the same way. Sure, but there's moments in how Jennifer Lawrence walks, and you know, you know, and just you know the expressions on her face and you know manners and all that. She's fully doing it, and I was really impressed by that.
0: Uh, Impressed by that. Impressed by the uh, James McAvoy stuff was great. Always, Um, and then um, Thomas Holt. Like I, I like the Beast, kid. Nicholas Holt. Nicholas Holt. The, the, the Beast kid's he was good, good. Yeah. Um, yeah. But does he
1: does he devolve into a mindless beast when he turns into Beast? Get, that's that's what they're doing. They, they're doing a very much of a Hulk thing. Can we? He not, gets angry and uptight, and he, and he, and he can we
0: not up. do that? Because obviously, you see Hank McCoy later in the movie, and he's talking, and he's the
1: Beast. That's actually in, in the comics. He was early on. He had issues with that
0: when he it, turned blue.
1: Yeah, it, yeah, it, it went away later. It, actually, even still now, every now and then. They, they've well, done he
0: it. has a bit of a rage thing exactly. going on. So, he gets so, feral as well.
1: So the the idea is that he's really controlling it. didn't actually really kind of jumped into that a bit.
0: Yeah, they did do a recent life. issue where they exploited yeah. Beast with right. like his feral senses. Then they, he went yeah. a little wild. So, and so, crazy. so the point
1: is that his intellect he has it under control. So I actually have no problem with the fact that a younger Beast has a bit more difficulty with it. Right. You know, um, and that's another thing. You know, I, I thought it was an interesting thing about this whole idea of the serum, both like yes. Xavier and Beast taking it. Is a bit of a nod to X3, you know? Yeah. But it's not a perfect serum, um, and you get into the ethical implications of shutting yourself down. Obviously, Beast doesn't do it anymore in the future, Mm -hmm. you know, because he embraces who and what he is. Um, Charles
0: learns not to do it
1: here. Yeah. Another, an arguable complaint that I I decided, going into the movie I was worried about, that I decided to accept, is there's something that filmgoers are going to call inconsistencies. And I'm going to argue right now that they're not inconsistencies. We don't get the answer ever to how it is that Xavier looks like Xavier again. Because at the end of X three, he transferred his mind. So at right. the end of the Wolverine, which is just last year, when Wolverine sees him again, Xavier basically says, "You know, there's things you, know, you don't understand. You know, things you." Basically, the point is that. And that's still an X three universe, right? That's still it, it's all yeah. the, the you know, Yes, so the, 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 all that all that had counted. So, the, the, the point is, is that that and also the fact that Wolverine has adamantium on his claws again in the future. Okay? But here's how I decided to look at this there's a, a lot of time. You there's know, there's a lot of missing pieces in between years. these movies. Yeah. Well, there's 20 years there. There's, there's not that much from time. The, from where the movies are here in 2014. Well, between X3 the and the X-3, Wolverine and, and Xavier looking like Xavier again. Yeah, I'm talking about the days time. of future. No, past. I understand that. I'm just putting it all together. The same thing with Xavier having his body back. There's stuff we, don't, we see off screen. As someone that's read the comics, these things have all happened. Right. You know, Wolverine's lost his adamantium and got gotten him it back, back. Maybe twice. You know, yeah. it's like these things have, have happened. Yeah, something's well, like Xavier's died, come back to life several times now. So, Who
0: I'm actually... a problem with
1: this? What's that? Who's had a problem with this? I'm just saying... Don't the talk mo- to those people. The movies as a whole, as I was watching, I was like, the, the, the questions I was wondering if they were going to explain... You know, and they end up, you know what, it doesn't matter. They
0: end up kind of what, Like yeah. putting a clean slate out there. Yeah. There's a couple things that I love. saying,
1: the Alex, the Alex Scott thing was always an issue for me. And I'm like, you know what, it's fine.
0: Um, where the movie does some really good work is the ripple. You know, if, yeah. if this stuff is really all the ripple and
1: the... Well, you know they the did the time cop scream, thing, right? Then it all works, right. Yeah. Um, to, to, to explain, the time cop thing is, as a kid, matter, it always bugged bug me. It's, same space. What's that? Same matter cannot occupy same space. No, no. That, that wasn't the time thing I was talking about. I'm talking about the consciousness idea. Right. He's back in the past. He comes forward, time changes. He only remembers his former past because he was out of the time stream and Because Xavier sees it in his head right.
0: at that final scene.
1: Right. Right. No, 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 no. That's just it. No, no. You're missing it. Xavier, Xavier doesn't remember his past. Xavier remembers that. knowing him in the past and he changed things
0: but he, but in that last scene we're talking now about the scene where In that Logan last comes scene back. Xavier
1: doesn't remember the future that the Sentinels controlled he just knows that a Wolverine from that future came back and and worked with him in 1973 and changed time and he's been waiting all these years he made a promise for to that to guy he's been waiting for him to catch up That's it. So in that future yesterday was the Wolverine he lived with for the last whatever 40 mm-hmm. 50 years Today, it's the guy that was with him back then. right? But here's the thing that always bugged me about about time copying. It's the same thing. What happened to that guy that lived those years? What happened to that consciousness? The answer is that consciousness got overwritten. Right. That's the answer. It's not that it exists somewhere else. It's overwritten because time's absolute. Because the idea here, which, by the way, is not what they do in the comics. But it's the same pebble idea. Well, let me say. In the comics, they thought that what would happen is what happened here. It just overwrites things, and that existence never happened anymore. What they ended up saying is, all you do is create a, 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 a divergent timeline. Yeah. yeah, so which is messy in, in, its, in its own sense. It's the idea of the multiverse.
0: Um, one tiny thing I had a problem with may, may end up being a tiny thing, may end up being a bigger thing. Go on. Why isn't that striker on the boat at the end?
1: I have that same issue because I, I know what it means to the future movie. So because, you guys, because that's um, the to, thing in the wait, moment. We're talking okay, about the scene it.
0: where they fish Wolverine out of the uh, out of the river at the end of the movie, and they put him on the boat, and you see Stryker, and he's like, "I'll take him from here." And everything seems like a perfect setup for a right. Weapon X until you see you, the you, flash of Mystique's but, eyes. They didn't need that
1: because because here's the point. The point is is that with all these changes, and now Xavier's aware of Wolverine and all that, you would think that it would now prevent him from going into Weapon X and getting the adamantium. Well, if, That's what you would think. Well,
0: if Mystique is so horrified with mutant experimentation, right.
1: why is she going to do it? Well, I didn't think that means that she's going to do it. That's not what I thought it meant so at all. So Weapon
0: X isn't going to happen?
1: Well, that, that's what I'm not clear about. I don't know right. the answer to that. But that's just it. You would think, okay, Wolverine still gets the adamantium skeleton, because and here's the thing, and it's something that's very big in X-Men Origins Wolverine, and it's subtly called out when Wolverine tries to you know, use his claws on Sentinel. Wolverine with the adamantium is a whole lot tougher than without it. I mean, that's actually the whole point of X-Men Origins Wolverine, is once it gets the adamantium, he's unstoppable. He's unbreakable, and he can't take Sabretooth before it, but with it, Sabretooth doesn't have a chance.
0: Right. So, we'll see where it ends up. Yeah,
1: so, I mean, the the implication... again. I mean, it's actually kind of cool that, I mean, obviously Magneto finds a way around it, but he's not easily susceptible to Magneto. But against most anyone else, you know... He's just, you know, you're fucked because he can cut through anything.
0: Um, my favorite part of the movie, James showing up, or when uh, Marsden shows up. Yes. Like that, that, they did a great job of hiding that. Yeah. Not only that, but James Marsden did an interview where, in which he was like, I would love to come back to the X-Men universe. I was like, well, I guess we're not going to see it in this movie. And the way they shot that. It was shot so well. It was shot perfectly where he goes up to uh, Gene. He's about to touch her. And he goes, I, 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 hey. Careful, and that reveal that that was such a well. And I was actually
1: sitting there thinking to myself, "Oh, please let it be, please let it be, please let it be." Because as he's reaching out, I was was totally thinking it. I clapped; it was incredible. It was great.
0: I loved it, except for those glasses. Yeah, but but that's just it. And I knew, and I I hated the glasses too. But it's supposed
1: to be ten years in the future. That's right. And come on, you know we've seen some pretty tacky glasses over the years, so they're just trying to extrapolate.
0: You know, it was it just felt good to have the whole family together. What I love to see. I do think
1: it's funny that no one ages. No one looks like a it's. he's got the gray
0: hair on his sides he's turning, got a little Reed Richards yeah. going uh, but Reed Richards and, Fox is going to make him younger so it's all going to get confusing
1: and Gene Grey every subsequent movie her hair got redder and redder so it's just a dye job um, it's, it's, it's straight up purple now yeah, pretty much it's,
0: it's uh, a dye job you know what I would have loved though you know you would have loved this a couple bamps up and down the hallway I would have
1: it would have been awesome that, that's the one I didn't understand why he's not in X3 they don't explain it
0: um, that being said though uh, having uh, Kelsey Grammer cameo having, so happy that was, was fantastic perfect. That but you me... knew
1: you've been hiding yourself from i've been hiding i didn't know i didn't know about all the cameos i knew i knew all the cameos and I it was, was good I to have I was so happy. Anna was a there and a was great and it, was, it is a clean exciting.
0: slate i mean they've pretty much undone everything all the events yeah. that have happened in x1 x2 x3 it's a completely x1 clean origin. slate It's completely clean yeah. slate i thought it was going to be a bit of an amalgamation
1: it is it's an amalgamation that we know they all end up together but the setup now is we can it, it happens a different way. And if you
0: trust the Pebble and the Stream right. thing, you can think that X one, X two, X three haven't totally been undone, but the but some of the events in them have been streamlined into this as well. So X one well, could have happened well, this, that way. X two could have happened. The big that way. question
1: is when is the next movie? And I think because they want to keep it with Fastbender and, and McAvoy, it's not too much further in right. the future. You know, um, there's a tag at the end setting up apocalypse. Loved it. Yeah, great, great tag. So, again, it's events are happening sooner, it feels like. Mm -hmm. Look, in the original movies, they make it very clear we're getting X-Men in that first movie, but Xavier's been with them for years and years. He's had several classes of X-Men. He's had Gene and Scott and Storm with him a long time. No one said they were his first students. Right. You know, but um. they would—they were there a long time. Actually, in in the X Men Origins Wolverine, you know, the stuff in the in the regular movie, you see them trying to tie stuff in. Obviously, you have you know, Cyclops, you know, in, in the um Stryker's little facility. But um, actually, one of the deleted scenes—you have a young Storm in Nigeria. Because mm-hmm. it's sort of like they cut that, and you don't know, really know why it's Nigeria. It was actually kind of interesting. They did the whole thing about the meteorite because that's actually in the Marvel universe. Vibranium comes from a meteorite, right. you know. And then you have adamantium, and it's kind of vibranium is what they're doing in the Marvel movies. You know, adamantiums with the X Men with Fox. But to do that, still, it's you know, a, a meteorite in Africa. But ultimately, it's Nigeria because there's a little girl storm that they, they cut out of the regular cut of the movie.
0: Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting was the deleted scene you were telling me about from the last Wolverine movie. Yeah. The Gavin Hood one.
1: Did, did you watch it? No.
0: I don't have it. But you, uh, well, but, we'll put
1: it on it. What is the scene? It's almost the exact same scene. Oh, actually, in reference to that, I want to talk about Wolverine and planes. Yeah. They do something in almost every movie about Wolverine having issues flying. Yes. So the scene in this movie with Magneto shaking the plane and all that... Was really hysterical just, gonna, if you've just watched all the awesome. other movies. And he, of course, I you know, mean, it's a it's great scene anyway. anyway. But if you if you yeah. think about all the other movies, is Wolverine's a really big problem with flying, and now Magneto's shaking this plane all over the place. So finally at the end is like you're gonna fucking get to pick that shit up. You're gonna it's pick like that shit up. yeah, it's like I want to fucking kill you right now. Right. <laughs> you know, like he has a really big problem flying. Like even in X Men Origins Wolverine, it's like it's the first time getting. It. It's like this is not natural. Um, the,
0: the the real quick the the fight scene in the Coliseum or at the White House at the end. Yeah, um, I don't
1: understand it, why he it, moves the Coliseum. Well, here,
0: here, and I don't either. But here's the thing, uh, you know, so you don't have any outside police interruption, whatever. Right. But he, but he does move the Coliseum, and that took a little bit, and it, it kind of threw me. It looked cool. Looked great. Um, once Wolverine's out of that battle, the future doesn't matter. Okay. I mean, and so, but we keep cutting back to the future, and the Sentinels breaking in on on the consciousness and all that it, the but, idea, it, but it doesn't it, matter it's all in James McAvoy and no, Magneto no, 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 and, and no, it's no, all in no, their hands
1: no, no no the idea is that he's at the bottom of a pond however much time he's displaced is the amount of time that's happening in the future
0: so they've been guarding that wall for a week yeah <laughs> they've been standing around waiting for Sentinel to show up for like a week the-
1: I got you, I got you.
0: I don't feel it's a whole week. What else are you going to do? I don't know how long. No, probably we're... a
1: handful of days. Yeah, yeah, it's a couple of days. The, yeah, back and forth to Paris. Yeah, that, that, was, that was my sense of it. My, that, mine too. That it's time, that's the amount of time. But you get
0: dramatically that once Wolverine is thrown into the river, nothing matters in the future but, because it's all in the hands of Magneto and Charles. The the, young that, Magneto that's true, Charles but the
1: way it's playing out is until they change things enough and then, you know, and the shift happens.
0: So that's our barometer for whether or not they were successful in the past, regardless of whether or not Wolverine's right. laying in the, the bottom of the room. The point her.
1: is, what matters in the future, what happens in the future, seemingly matters if you keep him over in there. Your point, I see, is that he's yeah. in the water, so even if they don't can't keep can't him there anymore, anything. it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He can't change because he's, he's probably he's already been there, so he's changed enough. Right. Right. That, that, that's actually a good point. It's an interesting point. And so
0: I'm like... So when they were cutting back to that final fight if, in the future, I was like, he, well, Wolverine's not having right. any effect on the outcome. Exactly. So, so even, even if they'd all gone down
1: then, it doesn't matter. He's already been there and done enough. Right. Yeah. Why are we waiting for things to play out? Right. Why
0: are we waiting for things to play out? Why wouldn't they just disappear already?
1: Right. In other words... Well, exactly. Because He's not affecting anything. He doesn't then do anything after no. that enables that to happen. I think... But, but the dramatic tone of that is we have to see... The decision be made right and and i think the argument is this actually. and you want to tie them Wait, in no, no. as I, a film you want to tie them in with the attack what, and what they said sure. was while he's away that future doesn't take hold mm. it only takes hold while they're doing this right so again we could start talking about kitty's power again <laughs> but but the statement <laughs> that was made i hope is, she does not keep that power <laughs> whatever that is is not going to take right until certain things are done and then they cut it off. Okay? Um, that's what they said. Right. So so that's the answer to your question. He has to be there and all that or otherwise it can get, it can get rewritten. The, uh... Right? Is sure. It, it, I'm saying, those are the rules they gave us sure. whether they make sense sure. or not. Um, the And the second... I mean, we're now talking about a ridiculously time-altering power. Right. But...
0: My, my second favorite scene is that scene that leads to that final scene between Charles and, and Logan in the house but it's the young McAvoy. It's the young Charles in yeah. him where he says, Listen, you, I want you to do you know, you're gonna fix this, you're gonna put this all together. Right. And he goes, I can only do my best. He goes, trust me, that's enough. Yeah. And that was it's a great I, I think that is the best moment in the
1: movie. And and, and Im- importantly, it's again when I talk about what's great about this movie is I really enjoyed having watching them all together is it pays forward everything in all of the movies. All of them. It's it's Wolverine's journey. Even see the Wolverine, the last movie yeah. was all about him pretty much wanting to die. Gene's gone, you know, everything that's happened, he's not with the X Men anymore. Right. He's off on his own. He's he's kind of this broken guy. At the end of that movie, his journey's gone, he's realizing you know, that he does have something to live for, and then they come get him and say, We need you. Mm-hmm. You know? And the Whatever it is, it's not quite twenty years. It's it's actually it's. Well, I'm saying twenty years from 2014,
0: because it's fifty from 1973.
1: Was it? Is it fifty from seventy three? So oh, that 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 would actually be ten years. Ten years. years. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. So anyway, the point is that in that ten years, he's become a a bigger part of it. But it's all it's all led to this, right? You know, he went on this journey. He became this hero. We see him Wolverine in, in the Origins movie. He's a soldier. That's the right. thing. That's even what they call him in the Wolverine. But when he joined the X-Men, he became more than a soldier. You know. And so here's the thing. That, that final scene in the Wolverine, he's getting on this plane with Yukio. He's this is sent, the deleted scene. Well, it's yeah. actually just like... In, in the regular movie, they get on this plane and they're kind of going to go off into the world. Sure, I remember. And then that. they say it's two years later. And the idea is and they're And the, he's in
0: the airport and you have Magneto. But, boy, but before yeah. that... But I'm just letting the audience yes, know yeah. but, so they but, can but, follow but,
1: us. But before that... My point is that he gets on the plane with Yukio and they go off adventuring and they, apparently there's two years that are going to go by that, we're, that we don't have. Before the deleted scene before, in the, or before, before the after the credit scene, scene yes, in the airport before the two with years.: later. and Charles. So my ahead. point is that there's two years of missing time and the implication with Yukio is they're going to go off and they're, basically he's going to go superhero. Right. Okay? So it's, real, it's not a deleted scene. It's an alternate ending. Mm. It's almost the exact same scene. They get on the plane together and all that. But in the alternate ending, she gives him a box. And he opens the box, and it's a costume right out of the comics. The yellow one. Over the yellow, yeah. We Wait,
0: posted uh, it on the Facebook, well, here's on the Geekscape the, Facebook. This is, what, this is what's important. Let is me it, tell the audience some things. <laughs> on the Geekscape Facebook, join up. We posted a picture of it from the set. You can, you've can you seen it. You've seen it in the movie. but I mean, Ian's seen it in the deleted scene. But here, you can actually go on the Facebook and see it. Okay,
1: so it's great that you're shilling. Anyway, my point is yeah. that you keep interrupting is that... There's a major. It's hard theme. to get a word in with you. There's I heard a, complaints there's a on the ma- Spider-Man a, one. There were a lot of complaints, Ian. There's a major, major theme going right. on in both Wolverine movies. In the first Wolverine movie, he takes the name Wolverine from this silver fox. Tells him this legend. Sure. Okay. Any and that's where he gets the, the name Wolverine from, right? It's Got about it. the spirit. Well, in the Wolverine again, you have this whole thing about Mariko growing up with a grandfather would always hear stories about you know this guy that saved. Our grandfather in the war, and they kind of relegate it to Japanese mythology, the, Sunni, the Wolverine, you know, again, this thing, this spirit. And knowing that and seeing that, when you see the costume, it has a very manga feel to it of... It really looks just like one of the Japanese, you know, spirits.
0: But he doesn't it, put it on. In the he movie.
1: doesn't put it on, but my point is that when you see it, it actually... I had heard about the scene. I was like, oh, whatever, costume. But actually, it makes sense that he, coming off of that movie and the journey and everything else and what it means you know, to him, to her, because he's gotten involved with Mariko at this point, you know, that the whole idea of, yeah, that they'd give him a costume, that he's now going to go out there, he's found a purpose, and he's going to superhero, and that he would actually, that costume demonstrates that he's owning that that's what he is. That that he has a purpose, and his purpose is to be this this powerful spirit to go out there and do some good.
0: Do you think they're going to go Avengers? Do you think the the no? Scene I don't think they're going to do it, in, and that's why costume? they cut it. Right. They chose
1: not to do right. it. But I love it for what it is. For me, it actually made the movie The Wolverine resonate more.
0: Right. I wonder if they cut it because they didn't want to make that promise with the audience. Yeah, that you'll I, I, I agree. See. I
1: think that's what it is. But I'm just saying, right. it actually lists on the Blu-ray as an alternate ending. You know. Because it just, and I just felt that for me, fine, maybe I'm reading into it, but it made the rest of the movie and all the talk of this birthing and all that resonate more. Mm -hmm. I think it was the original idea to say, and and that's his journey, getting him to the place of owning that he's a superhero. You know, I'll even refer to um, the idea, you know, when the movies came out, they went to the black leather and then uh, Grant Morrison brought the leather into the comics. Of course. Because of the movies. And that lasted for a few years, and when Morrison's run ended, Josh Whedon took over. in the very first issue, Cyclops has him put Superior outfits on again, you know. And basically, you know, Wolverine complains, "Oh, what's this again?" I like Leather. It. It's like Wolverine, you know, we're superheroes. We're Own it. right? You know, yeah, it's a symbol, but yeah, we're superheroes. Besides, the leather was scaring everybody. <laughs> You know? I really it's like, hope. Yeah, that. That's what they are. So, my point is that yes. this is Wolverine, you know, at that moment and at the end of that movie, he's and accepting that he is about more. And then the two years later actually works very well. Now he goes over the X, but now we see where he's been. He's been with them. There's no question. At that point, he's totally accepted it. Once the future resets, we have a, a future now where he's beyond re- accepted it. Mm-hmm. He's Professor Logan. He teaches history, which it's also a bit of a nod to the comic that he's fully accepted he's a member of the faculty, you know, where in the comic book it's Wolverine and the X-Men. He's actually the headmaster, which for years you never could have imagined it.
0: Which was one of my big ripples with X3 and that, like, he gets out of the, the danger room and Scott goes, hey, man. And he goes, I'm just passing through, pal. And I'm like, it's the third movie. You're not just passing through. You're a but part that, of
1: this. No, that's just it. It's yeah. not that, listen, between the first and second X-Men movies, there's barely any time.
0: Right. But know? I'm talking about the second and third. And the second and third yeah, is right. not
1: that much time. Yeah, okay, Gene died, but it's not years later. He it's just not. ran some people through a danger room. He, he did because Scott through. wasn't there to do it, but he hasn't accepted that he's really doing right. that. Storm is completely pissed at him, okay? Because <laughs> he does not really do a lesson plan. Did
0: Storm only have two lines in this movie that we saw last night?
1: She doesn't have a lot of lines. She did not have a lot. of it's actually lines. funny when she finally it, it, it,
0: said a line. Laura goes, "Is well, that the first time she's?" What her one story? of
1: my buddies was complaining, "Why was she even in it?" And and I disagreed with I him. I thought she was cool. No, I thought she was great. And my feeling was that she's in it in the future because she's the ridiculously powerful kick-ass X Man. Okay. That we see in X3. She Mito, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying she, she really kicks... Like, anyone else that you would have picked from the previous cast doesn't make that big a deal against the Sentinels. She can actually do something. And I think it was important that... Maybe you like had, a
0: high-powered beam Scott and that's it. Right. Or but, the Phoenix, but, obviously. But,
1: but both of them you couldn't have. Done. Right. So, uh, and it, to me, it's great. You, you, you want need someone. And she is Halle Berry. It is the big name. You know, but there isn't anyone else in that group that you know that would have done what she does. You know, no. I, I thought she was great to have her in there. My friend's comment at the end, though, was when they changed the reality. Why did the Wolverine sound surprised to see her? Oh, Storm, and because she was around in the other future. And my argument was, yeah, but he's now woken up and doesn't know what's changed. Right. So I think he's still happy to see her. Right. That that's that was that was the complaint my friend had, and I, I think that's my answer to that. Do you agree with that?
0: Yes. No, he, he's, he's taking inventory on everything. Yeah, Like, he yeah. sees Colossus. He sees... In right. a pack when he sees all of it. It all
1: works. Obviously, we want right. some BAMFs. Um, Interestingly, yeah. they have Iceman and Rogue together. Yes. Okay, which, you know, the implication was in the future that he ended up with Kitty. I mean, Rogue wasn't mm-hmm. a mutant anymore, seemingly. That's, right. an, that's another thing that's sort of left over. In X3, you had, you know, the uh, serum that took powers away. At the very end, we saw Magneto move the piece. So, again, my feeling is the serum doesn't last that long.
0: Right. The Basically, year. Roughly just a higher-powered version of the
1: serum that we saw in this movie. Exactly. Exactly. It's a temporary thing. Look, Leech's powers are temporary. Right. You know, they actually, they, Leech's powers work on you while you're within his, his sphere of influence. You walk away, and you're right back to normal. So, I would say the serum works as long as you take it.
0: So moving forward, is is Wolverine still at the center of the X Men movies, or can we actually see Cyclops lead the team?
1: As of now, Wolverine's still the center. Yeah. Um, and and honestly, look, that's just it. Arguably, I'm on the same page with you that it shouldn't always be Wolverine-centric. But having rewatched these movies, first class without him, it's lacking. hmm You know, there's, I mean, you need a great Cyclops or someone. Right. You need a character that's good. I mean, that's just it. I mean, I look at it and I said, it's not. Initially, I was wondering after first class, is it that the other characters they're bringing aren't iconic enough? I mean, don't care a shit about that angel with. You know, I, I always said, the tattoos that become wings in 1963 just doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Them. Well, they took you know? care of that in this film. Yeah, they, and it was great. <laughs> they just killed her. But they also you know? killed
0: Emma, supposedly. Yes. That wasn't a line, right. But she's a major part of the books. Like, and, and it would be nice to still have her as a possibility as a love triangle
1: she's a little old for that well you know the, the, the she, age thing she, is not she, she's mattering she's a full a adult 1963 <laughs> okay I, I, I don't think you're going to have a Cyclops Jean Grey love but triangle
0: but she, she was in X-Men Origins Wolverine
1: that's just it it's not the same Emma and right. that's a problem they never say it's Emma Frost but they do Right. and, and that Emma is seemingly not a telepath but they just both a have the diamond skin right yes so shit's all over the map. That, that, was, that Listen, you know that was one of my issues always. Right. You know, but um, ultimately...
0: So I don't think things are going to be perfect from here on out. And obviously they clean slated it, but I still don't think things are m- going to be perfect. Most of the clean slated, they just wipe stuff out. And I think you're still going to see inconsistencies happen because, hey, this is the film industry, business and yeah. this stuff's going to happen. So yeah. we're still going to see stuff look, like that. Look, Emma, look the, there are choices. Elas, the it, two Scots, that stuff In the still first
1: movie, Xavier's voiceover says he met Magneto when he was 17 years mm-hmm. old. And Brian Singer's actually come out and said, "I wrote that line, and then I'm the one that actually, you know, he has part of, did the story right. for first class supposedly. Right. I mean, that's a whole mess of scripts coming together and whatever they else. they need but, a script the other one. But yeah, yeah, but obviously that's not when they met. You know, they changed all that stuff. Um, there's an, you know, it's interesting when you look at X2 that Mystique goes in and knows how to poison Cerebro and all that, but there's zero. Indication, but there's anything between Mystique and Xavier mm-hmm. in the first three movies. Right. You know? Um, and yet it's so important here and at this point. Um, you know, your points about Magneto's motivations are interesting, but <laughs> I, 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 th- I think that, no, I, I, I'm not being um, patronizing in any way when I say that. Um, Magneto's motivations are always about what he thinks is right. You know, right. he's very opinionated. I felt like with Magneto sending you know, Logan back with Xavier, that there might have been more to a conversation between about Logan being part of the conversation about him getting his head straight right. and understanding it. But I think that ultimately the way it is, for, for Magneto, look, this is a guy that lived through World War II in concentration camps. For him, it's really pretty simple. He, he, even a young leader goes, well, yeah, of course I'm fighting with you. you know, we're all on the same side because we're all being attacked. Mm-hmm. You know? But in the past... It's his vision of how he prevents that. Right. It's not that inconsistent. In the moment when he thinks he has to kill or prevent it, that's what he's going to do. The moment he doesn't part. think that, that's fine. So later it's, these people are going to wipe us out? Fine, I'm going to wipe them out first. That's just how he thinks. It's not necessarily inconsistent. Right. I don't know about picking up a Coliseum to do it, but... See, my initial <laughs> that stuff thought... That was just unclear. My thought when he's first messing with the Sentinels was oh, he's going to send those kill people and then yeah, they're, they're just going to shut it out. down. And that made sense.
0: Which for the most part started that way.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, and that's yeah. what they are doing. I was like, great. It, it, that's, I that's actually pretty smart. Yeah. And fine, if the X-Men come together to stop it, whatever, but he should have just cleared out. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what he was doing after that. Right. Now, here's my next thing. I get the idea of Raven, of Mystique, deciding not to shoot the president, but she had just shot Magneto to stop him. I thought that her decision was made in that moment. Why does she then turn around and point the gun at everyone else? Right. Is, was she only shooting Magneto because she thinks he might still be coming after her? I don't think she thinks that. Right. So that was a little confusing to me. What, what did you think? No, about I think
0: that? she shot him to stop him from assassinating. So then, oh. so
1: so after that, why we She was just going to shoot Trask at that point. That's the idea, right? If she would have shot, if she wanted to shoot Trask, she would have shot Trask. Right. But at, at that moment, earlier in the movie, killing Trask would have helped the Sentinel program. But at that point. She stopped Magneto and the Sentinels have gone insane. So, it maybe the idea is that Trask has to be around to be a failure. Right. right. If he died, it might have he's still gotten it. They might have fixed what was wrong. Because right. Sent- that's an interesting take on, on what happens with people and all that. Right. He could be martyred if he's killed. But by being alive, he's a failure. Right. The Sentinels went crazy and whatever That's how
0: else. I see it. I didn't have a problem with her walking away. I just had a problem with her getting Logan out of the water and then Implying yeah, was, that she was going to experiment on
1: him. No, see the way I took it is, <laughs> yeah. when Striker, we thought that he's about to take him. When it's which would have been very when, clean. When right, I agree. Very clean story. The moment it's Mystique, I didn't take that she's going to experiment on him. I thought maybe it's she's saving him. Right. I wasn't sure. Would have
0: been nice. But now,
1: how do we get him into Weapon X? Right. Exactly. Um, we don't know. So because that's the thing, we know he's in the next movie, and I think that the next movie takes place relatively soon after, from the setup even though you don't actually yeah. know when the Apocalypse thing is happening. Um, okay, so explain to us
0: a few things. Explain to us mainly the Apocalypse storyline. So, what, what's the big one that you think they were
1: going to put well, in, well, use he, somewhat in right, so here's in this the thing. One. So Apocalypse is a character in the comics who's actually been around for millennia. Right. He's probably the first mutant. Um, he has control over his cellular structure. The original way they did it, they did some really kind of goofy looking stuff with him making his hands into big blocks. That could be very cool. Mm-hmm. But... Over the years, they evolved into a point that he actually, besides having total control of his structure so he doesn't die, even when he's been destroyed, he transfers his consciousness. So they've had apocalypse stories that go all the way to thousands of years in the future, and that gets into a lot of stuff with Cable and all that. Yes, right. we're crossing our fingers. Uh, because Cable is the time-displaced child of Cyclops and the clone Jean Grey who fights apocalypse in the future and then comes back in time to fight him in the present. Because, again, and totally bagging off the Days of Future Past, he wants to prevent his future from happening. Right. After Days of Future Past, Days of Future Past is one of the most iconic X-Men stories ever, which they've then gone back to the well on so many times, it's sort of right. a fucking mess. Okay? <laughs> right. I mean, the fact that they had Bishop in this, well, Bishop was... I thought further, Bishop was cool in this. No, Bishop was great. But when they originally introduced Bishop, it was like, oh, things didn't get fixed, and right. Bishop comes from the future also. And he's, you know, trying to stop things and that's what cable is. It's like they just keep doing that same thing. Yeah. Rachel Gray comes from the future, you know. It's right. the, the they go back pretty to the crowded. Yeah. A lot of people are coming from the future. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. To they, fix they, the they go back that to that well life. But anyway, so so the thing about um, apocalypse is he's actually worshipped. Mm-hmm. He has this really big following, you know. Um, you know, he comes from a place called Akaba. It was an ancient part of Egypt. And, you know, there's a cult of Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. So and his name, his real name is N Sabah Nur. Right. So it's going to be hard when you're listening, if you don't actually know that, to understand what the chanting is. They're chanting his name. Right. And Sabah Nur is Apocalypse's name. Got so, all that. Got all that. B- you wouldn't have gotten that if you hadn't read the comics. Of course. You don't... because It It, it, it would have just been weird uh, Scorpion it, it, King stuff. It, it sounds right. like some kind of gibberish. Exactly. You right. don't know what they're saying. So um, Magente is what the Scorpion so King says. So, the thing is, and this is a later Apocalypse stuff, it's not when you originally meet Apocalypse... But you, you find out you meet a character called Azamandias, who's mm-hmm. made a stone, who's like a prophet, who also has been around forever. There's this deep clan thing about you know, followers of Apocalypse Millennia. So I think that that ending is supposed to be somewhat simultaneous, 1973. Not sure, but I think that.
0: You don't think that's ancient Egypt that we saw at the end of this I don't know.
1: movie? I don't know. I wasn't sure. That would have been tight. It'd be interesting with ancient Egypt, but it might be uh, it might be current. It might right. be that, oh, now mutants have really come across on the scene and everyone's aware of them. You know? I mean, listen, that, that's, that's another one of the issues when you look at the first X-Men movie and you look at First Class. The first X-Men movie, fine, it came out in 2000. It was the near future. First Class was 1963. Um, Clearly, you know, they know about mutants, they're talking about it, but when they're talking about it, it seemed pretty recent, right. you know? Now, the answer is 10 years later in this movie, there was that one incident in 63, but for the most part, people don't even necessarily mm-hmm. believe it. It's not that public. And they covered
0: up the whole Right. Crisis, but with right. this
1: movie, it's public. Right. And I think that's actually a big change. And so I felt like maybe apocalypse coming to fruition at that moment is part of the change that this is going to be going for public. Now, here's the thing. So, again, I mentioned going back to the well. So, as I said, um, originally the idea in Days of Future Past in the comics was they're going to change everything, but then they ended up acknowledging divergent timelines. Well, years later, they did a story in which Xavier's son decides that the way to stop, you know, to realize his father's dream is to go back in time and kill Magneto, and then he fucks up and he actually kills Xavier. Right. And then time gets completely reset, and we have the Age of Apocalypse. If Xavier had never been around to teach the X-Men originally, the world goes to shit. And it's very similar to this future, except instead of it being that the mutants are all in concentration camps and almost wiped out, it's a dystopian future in which the mutants are controlling everything, and humanity is almost wiped out. And that's the Age of Apocalypse. And that's what this next movie seemingly is, right? Or no? I don't know.
0: I think it's just going to be
1: a big old battle against. the Is that <laughs> all it is?
0: Because we just saw a divergent. We just saw a future. You're Probably, be, yeah. I mean, are we going to be able to go back to that. What I like? Uh, I, I would
1: hope not. I would think. No,
0: that. I don't want to see any more futures. So I is see, it just a takes power and,
1: and who's fighting it? Right. Um, is is Mister Sinister in it? It'd be great if Mister Sinister could be in it. So Mister Sinister is an interesting character. He's someone that was at, at, back in the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah he was actually i guess you call him a disciple of apocalypse but he was a, he was an early times geneticist and when we first met Mr. Simmons of the commons before we knew his whole origin we knew he was behind the marauders which led to the mutant massacre of the morlocks they kind of delved into the morlocks a bit with a lot of the mutants in the camp in X3 are basically morlocks they're mutants that you know really fit outside society that kind of thing um, but we Come to discover that Mr. Sensor is this big geneticist. He clones a lot of mutants. And for some reason, he's obsessed with the Summers line, which is Cyclops family. Yep. And we end up finding out that Cyclops blast can actually be the only thing that can really hurt him. Ultimately, with all the time displacement stuff that they do, not only I mentioned Cable earlier and the fact that he's Cyclops's. Cyclops, is, Cyclops yeah. and sort of Gene, Gene's clone, Sun, but yeah. son, you know, and he's raised in the future. Well, they do this time displacement story where, similar to what happened with Wolverine in this movie, Cyclops and Jean Grey's minds go into the future and they actually raise cable. Well, they do a different story where their minds go to the past and they actually and that's where we see Sinister's origin. Mm-hmm. And so the whole thing about Sinister is that Cyclops is actually tied to his origin and that's why he's so obsessed with their DNA. It's actually their DNA is supposed to come together to create the ultimate mutant. And he manipulates things because Cable's actually supposed to be that bad mutant.
0: Mm-hmm. I don't think we've got time for that in the two hours that we're going to get on
1: Age of Fuck. I don't think we'll get all that. <laughs> that's why I always uh, say but, I think but, it's going to be simplified. I think right. it's just going to be... But here's the thing. We might get Sinister. Right. We, I think we'll get the introduction of Cyclops. So,
0: it's the, so it seems like that's where... I, so you were really thinking that it's going to be the new class storyline
1: still. I do, but I think it may jump ahead some years. Maybe, maybe we go to the 80s now. We just did the 70s.
0: You really think? I, I think that they, uh, that they're gonna rock with this new line. That, Which line? That, uh, the, the the Wolverine and the Cyclops and the Jean Grey that we see in the school at the end of the movie. No way. You don't see them continuing the original Brian Singer uh, storyline. I, I wish
1: they would do that. There's no way. Why? Why? They're too old. They're gonna. They want McAvoy. Why? They want Fassbender. They want Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique.
0: You can get her, well, even though she's competing and more expensive with all these other dude, dude, franchises dude, dude, she's dude, a part of? Dude,
1: dude, 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 the next movie is not Famka Johnson, James Marsden, Halle Berry, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is it the is, biggest star. Is, and he's the biggest star in It is Hugh Jackman. Here. It is Hugh Jackman, and that's it. It's Hugh Jackman with Bender and McAvoy, and Nicholas Hoult and Jennifer Lawrence.
0: Hmm.
1: That's the next movie. So the ending that you saw in I, this movie I, is,
0: uh, is, is past what we're going right. to see, and, that's right. it, and so it almost kind of doesn't matter because we haven't gotten there yet. That's right. And the point is that
1: now the, the slate is wiped clean. Now they can bring a young Jean Grey and a young Scott Summers in. hmm. Okay. But the Wolverine that we see at the end of this movie
0: has the consciousness of everything that just happened. He doesn't get that consciousness. He's not going to have it he's until have 2023. It. Right. He's going to be feral Wolverine still, he, who's just like yes. off the street.
1: And, and it's Xavier who has to find him and help him. Hmm. But what about this talk that Hugh Jackman's going to continue playing Wolverine? Well, we, we know he did Apocalypse. Before he even talked about not doing it, he said he'd do another Wolverine movie after Apocalypse. And now he said, I'll keep doing it.
0: But if these guys keep aging, why can't we do the the current storyline? Why are you arguing with me? I would love to do that.
1: That's just not (laughs) what's going to happen.
0: That's not what the plan is, buddy. (laughs) <laughs> if he's going to continue playing Wolverine, wouldn't you want to keep things consistent rather than being like, "Oh, here's the '80s guy who's so gonna- to... <laughs>
1: Jonathan, I would be excited to see X-Men movies that take place ten years in the future, right? Okay, with, with that cast, you know, because after this movie was great, that's what I want to see. But that's not what it's going to be. I think it's you'll. See- I think you'll take Hope. a
0: generation X movie yeah. at this
1: point, right? But I'm just saying it's going to be McAvoy and Fastbender, and now they're building it. All, what we know from the end of this movie is they're going to build them. Okay. Okay? By the way, we, Magneto's not with them that uh, we see at the end of the movie. No, he's building. villain. So you don't know how that's going to play out. Right. So it's still Magneto's off. He's done what he's done. You know? Um, Mystique, we don't know what she's up to. We don't know what she's looking to do with Wolverine. But that's part of the Apocalypse movie. All right. That's what that movie is. And, and that's your proof. The yellow lies at the end is your proof. Yeah. They hadn't done the LOIs at the end. Then you could have gone. Okay, it's just about. It doesn't matter what happens. No, it's all been rewritten now, and the stage, the reset has not happened. Listen, we complained that it was first class, really a reboot. Now it's a reboot.
0: Right. But I liked first class. I I, I get that it's clunky in parts, but I like that. Fine. Movie. Now it's a reboot. But it's not. A, but it's a reboot to. Two storylines that can both go current, concurrently: the modern Hugh Jackman storyline, modern, yes. and the it is. 80s but one. we're not going to get that. How dare
1: you? Oh, I, I dare. So me. where do
0: you get an X Force movie? That the, the X Force movie that they're moving forward. What is that team? Considering we've seen Warpath, we've seen you know, huh? like like where's that X Force movie? What is that going to be?
1: Who says it's going to be Warpath?
0: Where's Channing Tatum? Where's his Gambit movie? What's that going to be?
1: What year? I need answers. The what, what, need answers again. What, what year was Gambit? Right. In the previous movies. Right. I have an answer, So you tell, but I'm asking you.
0: Wolverine, X-Men Origins, Wolverine. What year 70s? was that? Was it the 70s that Wolverine, X-Men it's Origins? probably the early late 80s.
1: 70s or early 80s. So, you have him in, in Vietnam in that movie. Then they come and recruit him into Team X. Mm-hmm. The implication is Team X went on for a few years. Okay, before he left with the young Storm. Okay? Um, I think they're kind of saying Storm is... You know, but Storm, more or less Halle Berry's age. Right. You know, so she's born in the, you know, late 60s. Okay, but that's consistent. It's a a girl, she's, you know, whatever, six, seven years old. You know, it's it's probably, it's post-Vietnam, you know. Um, It's not clear when in Vietnam they were, but uh, then it's, whatever, six years later. So I felt Wolverine Origins, here's the other thing. Xavier actually says in the first X Men movie that it's been 15 years that Wolverine hasn't remembered stuff. Mm. So, you're probably somewhere into the mid 80s. Yeah. You know, early to mid 80s is when that happens. And we have a pretty young gambit. You know? One thing,
0: then we can wrap it up. But uh, when Wolverine puts on his clothes in that apartment, I still wanted to put on the cowboy hat from those, like, Claremont Burn issues. yeah. I just wanted to see that outfit Yeah, that because cool. he basically almost
1: had that outfit yeah, yeah, from the yeah, Claremont issues. Yeah. Totally, shoes totally.
0: And I was like just put on a cowboy hat put on a cowboy hat especially when he steps but, out on the street did, in New York I wanted him to have that did, cowboy did hat did you
1: notice when Fastbender has the outfit with the hat and mm-hmm. it's so the outfit from the first X-Men movie it that all works
0: um, guys we super recommend this X-Men movie uh, it, it's really
1: enjoyable the performances are great Obviously, uh, we action's have our quibbles, great.
0: but they're just quibbles. And like Pebbles yeah. in a Stream, yeah, they you are, can they get are. overrun. Like, it might sound all like we don't like running.
1: the movie without with our quibbling, but...
0: No, w- we quibble because we really like the yeah, movie. we really like the movie. Um, sorry you guys aren't getting episodes as much as often, uh, but really, like, uh, we're going to get more episodes here coming pretty soon. And you know, if we don't have anything to talk about, why would I waste your time? I like sitting around with Ian, and I like talking about these iconic movies. And I always have stuff to talk in about. Those, you just
1: don't watch and read everything I do. Uh, I can't keep up. I can't I keep up. I,
0: I, I have an output, and I have an input. And I have to keep the output, too, or else it doesn't work. Um, but guys, e is coming mean, up. We got Comic-Con coming up. I got, I got to make new shirts. There's a lot of geek stuff going, stuff going on. You
1: just got to check the website. You, you caught up. You finished Arrow now, right? Dude, Miracuru. <laughs> Arrow,
0: guys, Arrow's the shit. I love Arrow. <laughs> Arrow's great. Um, and I'm so looking forward to The Flash. It looks awesome. Um, so really, like, we should be doing more Ian episodes more frequently, yeah. as we don't need a comic book movie to be an excuse, and we don't see another comic book movie until Guardians of the Galaxy, so... Uh, expect more episodes Edge of Tomorrow? Um, I don't know about Edge of Tomorrow Buzz we, is good I, I definitely want to see Edge of Tomorrow The Bunch is good um, but what I love j- is that those, j- just those think besoots... about how we could
1: talk about what, what, what time means in that movie compared to this one
0: <laughs> Yeah, I just want Tom Cruise to wake up in that movie and hit like a stop like, hit like an alarm clock every time he wakes up in Edge of Tomorrow just like psh, do the Bill Murray Groundhog Day thing that would um, be funny. That and the fact that like the suits you, you mean are totally. Like, 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 like Starship troopers. wakes up in the future in this movie. Yeah, well, that's like I always see Edge of Tomorrow and I just think about the Starship Trooper suits in the book. Uh huh. And I'm like, well, that's those are the suits from Starship Troopers. Yeah. Um But I haven't read Edge the the Edge of Tomorrow uh,
1: original book. I haven't read that. I've read Starship Troopers. Um,
0: but guys, isn't that
1: what we wanted in the Starship Troopers movie and we didn't get?
0: I enjoyed the Starship Troopers movie yeah. as a non-Starship Troopers that, novelization. It's, yeah, it, it, absolutely.
1: It's, Verhoeven makes some great political commentary in that movie
0: um, Geekscapists Comic Con let us know if you're going to be there also uh, what color shirts do you guys want if I remake some more Geekscape logos uh, tweet at me tweet at Geekscape do the Facebook thing leave it on the message boards at Geekscape.net like what t-shirts I'm going to do logo on black logo on green logo on purple red whatever you guys want let me know what you guys think would be a good t-shirt and we'll you know make what? it We're I'm going to wear my Geekscape stuff.
1: t-shirt at Comic Con you should you should.
0: Uh, that's what they're designed for. You guys should be proud little billboards walking around, spreading the message, spreading the word. Um, obviously, you can check us out on all those things, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. And um, we'll see you guys next time, which should be pretty soon. All
1: yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's do it.